Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I swear to you, the story I'm about to tell you is true. In fact, through the ether, through space-time, in the cosmic theater, I am placing my hand on a stack of Bibles and swearing to you that the story I'm about to tell you is true and will be told without exaggeration. So, here we go. I knew yesterday was going to be a big day. It was Saturday, April 27th, 2019, and my friend David Labs, who I believe is the greatest classical guitarist in the entire world, was coming here to Vegas to celebrate his birthday. And uh, it's always amazing being around him because, I mean, you, you put a guitar in this guy's hands and it, it, he mesmerizes the room almost instantly. It's true magic at work. That's more of another story for another time. So I knew that last night we were going to be getting together with him and it was going to be an eventful evening. Nonetheless, I also knew, as the fates would have it, it is the month of April when weird things happen. I knew that Lauren and I were going to have to get up rather early in the morning and drive out into the desert because yesterday was a special day for another reason. A one-of-a-kind, well, once-in-a-lifetime day. And here's why. Here's why. You may recall I have told you in previous podcasts that there was this old ghost town out in the desert about 30 minutes drive from Vegas called Bonnie Springs Ranch. Now, this was a settlement that was established in the 1800s. And back in those days, you know, you didn't have the Hoover Dam. So any sign, any semblance of civilization always revolved around a spring. Because without a spring, you were dead. So this was a spring there. And uh, so, you know, they had a little town that developed around this. And I'm telling you, this town, boy, it was set in one of the most beautiful areas. Big, crazy, striking towering i mean i'm talking like cliffs and canyons that don't even look real you, you you're standing there and you're looking at them and the, and they look like they're photoshopped onto the the sky and the landscape in front of you okay beautiful place um in the 1950s i think it was 1952 there was a lady named bonnie levinson who acquired that property and that's where we get the name bonnie springs ranch from and uh she took a lot of the the ruins of that ghost town because this is this is hard country you know things deteriorate you know they blow away they get uh scavenged and and she started sort of recreating what it was like in the 1800s and little by little she built this replica of of, of this old town so you know she had the saloon and the church and the cemetery and the jail and the general store and you know she just little by little built this up and did a hell of a good job with it and uh so by the like the 1970s i mean this became a big like must see kind of roadside attraction type thing even though it wasn't exactly roadside i think you know what i mean where you know people would go there 
and they would have this old west experience and you'd have these gunslingers who would come out there and do uh, gun fights and stage a hanging and like all this really cool stuff that is uh, sadly enough dying away in this new day and age we're in right now so it was a very popular place they had a petting zoo there with incredibly exotic animals and so a lot of the locals here in las vegas they grew up going out there to bonnie springs ranch you know it's the kind of place you take kids on a field trip right well So everybody around here was very sad, of course, when they learned uh, just last year that Bonnie Springs Ranch had been sold to a developer for, last I heard, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 30-some million dollars. And the developer was going to come in and tear the whole thing down, okay? Raise it, wipe it clean, and build 20 houses there. And... This is also the place, by the way, where, and I'm not sure if the people who are going to buy one of those 20 houses know this, but this is also one of those places where they say that once a year, there's a giant tarantula migration that comes sweeping sweeping through. So um, that's something that stands out in my mind because I'm a little arachnophobic. Um, So anyway... I just, I just, I, to me, that's like the setting of a horror movie. I look forward to hearing some stories in about ten years from people who who live there. But this this old ghost town, you know, it, it's 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 notoriously haunted. Okay, I mean, at Halloween time, they would call it Bonnie Screams, and so you know, people would go there and they'd ghost hunt. It's been on Ghost Adventures. I mean, there's a whole episode on Ghost Adventures about this, and so right before. Um, they 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 tore this down. You know, I I wanted to go there, of course, and and see this place and and experience it, you know, in its fullest. And uh, that's when I met Nick Weird, who now is the host of the Creepy Vegas tours, which are about to transition into something even more interesting, which I'll be telling you about soon in a podcast. Um. But uh, so so that's where I met him because he worked there for years as one of the, you know, managers of various things, gunslinger guy. And he took me and Lauren through the wax museum they have there. And this wax museum was really creepy and it kind of showed the history of Nevada and it was very well done. So when I found out that they were going to raise this place, I, like everybody else, said, well, what are you going to do with all this cool stuff that's here? And they said, well, the word on the street is there's going to be an auction at some point where we auction this stuff off. So I was like, man, I got to stay on top of this. You know, I, I have to know when this auction's going to happen because I just feel attracted to this whole thing. You know, I, I need, I'd love to have a piece of this and I'd really love to have maybe one of those wax statues from the museum that they say moves around at night. There was one in particular. I'm not going to say which one on this podcast just in case it becomes available (laughs) um but anyway they closed bonnie springs ranch down and they finally announced that they were going to have the one and only live auction for things from the bonnie ranch uh the bonnie springs ranch on uh, well yesterday again saturday april 27th it was going to start at 11 a.m and so basically my thinking was well i want to get up as early as possible and get out there and 
you know, see what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And Lauren had asked me from the very beginning, well, what is it exactly that you're interested in acquiring at, at you know, from this auction at this haunted place? And I said, well, I'd love to have one of those wax figures. So I contacted them in advance through, you know, the Bonnie Springs folks. And uh, I said, uh, it, would it be, you know, possible for me to just make an offer and maybe get one of those wax statues? And they replied and said, oh, uh, we've already sold all that. And I got the impression, actually, that they'd sold the whole kind of wax museum as an intact collection. So a part of me was disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to get one of those, at least not at this point in my life. But then I... I, another part of me felt good, like, well, maybe this has been kept intact and it's going to a nice home, like a, another nice museum or whatever. So I'm not exactly sure where that went, but I, I realized, that, okay, well, I've missed my opportunity on that. They already sold that. So, and, and, and you know, also, this is not the greatest climate in which to keep a wax statue, you pay thousands of dollars for a wax figure, and if you're not careful, 30 minutes later you have a puddle of wax and then all of a sudden you learn real damn fast how to be a sculptor right so there's probably a responsibility there that that I realistically may not have even wanted to really take on but nonetheless so Lauren says to me uh well what are you expecting to get out of this well, they said, okay, there's one day when we're going to have a live auction, but we're going to be auctioning off a bunch of stuff online as well. But and see, there's nothing like showing up for a live auction. Because when you're there at a live auction, for one thing, you see the thing in person. And then, you know, you you might get an advantage depending on how everything is arranged. And then when it's over, you know, you take the thing home. It's very, it's a very different experience than doing stuff online. So she said, what are you thinking? Like, you know, what, what kind of thing would you possibly like to get from this auction? Because I have a lot of stuff or I have too much stuff. You know, I'm one of these guys who owns a museum for the love of God. And I said, well, I don't know. I maybe I just like to have something like like an old miner's lantern, you know. So just I can imagine just like some kind of old banged up lantern that some miner used as he was going through, you know. And it's just like okay, well, whatever. And you know, something kind of small, you know, something I can carry out of there that I don't have to get a pickup truck for. So a couple days later, Lawrence says, "No, so what? What exactly do you are, are you wanting? Like, what do you expect?" I was like, "I don't know. I just want something like like an, like an old lantern, you know, just like just, a, just like some kind of old some kind of shitty little lantern or what? You know, just like." And so she's just like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm not sure exactly what uh, what you have in mind, but you know, I understand this is you know you this is important. You want to go." And I realize where she's coming from because, you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got plenty of stuff, but I just, I need, I just felt like I needed to have something from this live auction. So they said the auction was going to start at 11. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I've, if I get there earlier, I'll, I'll get a little jump in, on things and something in one way or another. Maybe they'll have a, a section of stuff that's not for auction. 
where they just have a section of things where you can just walk up and say, oh, I'll, I'll buy that and I'll buy that for cash and walk out. The... I, you, you don't know, right? You don't know. So we knew we had this long day. We got up, drove out there to the desert. When we got there, nothing was quite like we envisioned it. Because when we got out there, the first thing that was a surprise was that, uh, okay, we're driving down the big, you know, dirt road to Bonnie Springs, and there's a dude standing there who's, he is either the guy directing traffic or a terrorist. I'm not sure which, because this guy had a mask on. I, you couldn't see a bit of his flesh, okay? I mean, I guarantee you this is the last looking, you know, this is the kind of figure that many people have seen as the last figure in their lives. Creepy looking guy. He's got this, I mean, I, I guess he, he doesn't want to get sunburned and, and it's all dusty and stuff. But this guy looks scary as hell, all right? And so we pull up and he says, yeah, the auction's this way. Go down this road and it's going to be in the arena. I'm like, okay. So we're happy that we didn't get carjacked or whatever. And so then we drove over to the arena and it turns out, believe it or not, they are doing this whole auction in this arena, which is just nothing but a big open area. I don't want to call it a corral, but it's, you know, that's the kind of word that comes. It's like a big open field of dust with a bunch of bleachers next to it and not one bit of shade. And yesterday it was about 100 degrees. Okay, and this thing is going to get good and kicking off about noon in the desert. So, and we didn't know that. I imagine, surely to God, they're going to have this in like like a nice big building where they're going to protect all of these things, these valuable historic artifacts that we're going to be bidding on, and that you know will be comfortably sitting there, you know, in the shade, you know, learning about what. No. This was in the most blatant, scorching, direct sunlight. And I'm telling you, there was no shade whatsoever. If I had realized that, I mean, I was wearing a ball cap. Poor old Lauren here. She's not wearing any kind of a hat. I would have actually, we would have brought umbrellas with us. I don't know if you've ever actually met me in person, but... I, uh, I'm kind of vampiric. I'm the kind of guy who looks like he might burst into flames. That's why everybody got a kick out of me having fun in the tropics. So the first thing is we go out there and we're sort of amazed that not only do we have to sit on these bleachers at noontime in the desert where it's 100 degrees and we're just lucky as hell that there wasn't a sandstorm coming through or whatever, but... They're also just dragging all of the stuff out and sort of sun bleaching it, you know? I mean, like, these are valuable historic... They're bringing out pictures and stuff, (laughs) like really valuable pictures and just letting them sit there and sweat in the sun. And, I mean, they they, they rolled out a few rugs, but I, 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 I would have done this differently. Let's put it this way, okay? So, okay. So we get there... They're unloading all the stuff for the auction in the middle of this big, dusty, dirt field, all right? And so Lauren and I, uh, we go and we're, you know, because they allowed us to go up and, you know, take a close inspection of everything. So we are looking at everything. 
And right off the bat, I'm thinking, I don't know if I really want any of this because most of it was big stuff. Like, for example, they had a big wooden statue of a uh, a cowboy, which was really cool, and they had a couple of Native American wooden statues, and they had a, a big old-fashioned slot machine and a big old-fashioned cash register and piece, I mean, various pieces of furniture, and it was all really cool. But most of it was big stuff, the kind of stuff that I just, I just wasn't going there prepared to buy like a giant piece of furniture to take back but uh so i'm kind of looking for what what, i guess what you call a small uh, you know something something that's just small that i can just put my car in the back seat like oh i got something cool from bonnie springs well the only thing that i really saw out there that was of potential interest to me was this knife but actually, it wasn't really a knife. It was more like a carving kit that had a knife and like a fork. And it was just, you know, because it was it was, it was small. But it turns out it was made in like India or something. And it was obviously, it didn't have anything really to do with the Old West. So I don't know what its connection was to anything. So I'm feeling like, I don't, I don't think there's anything here that I'm really interested in. You know, I'm certainly not seeing anything like an old lantern or, or the, you know, the kind of stuff that I was imagining might be here. But then listen to this. After they unloaded everything, and I was thinking, well, hell, I guess I'll just, maybe I'll bid on that carving knife, you know. Then they bring out a new bin of stuff. And the uh, actually a few new bins and the announcer guy says you know we're going to be getting started up here folks in in a little bit and uh we've been thrown a bit of a curveball here because some of bonnie's family has brought some of her personal belongings and effects you know from her act her personal collection from her actual house and uh they're going to put those out here as well and so we don't have any of this stuff cataloged so we're not exactly sure what's going to be out here so we're going to let them get that set up and uh you know we'll just kind of deal with it so i'm thinking cool there's going to be more more stuff out here right so they come out with sure enough bin after bin of new things and they start setting up all this new stuff and uh once they get it all set up, they leave, and so Lauren and I and everybody else, we descend on this, all this new stuff, and we're looking at it with hawk's eyes, but you know what? It's still, I mean, it's actually some better stuff, like for example, she had a cool like electric lamp that had a storefront on it, and lots and lots of pictures and posters and banners. Um, there was a like a wall-mounted um, barometer and thermometer, which I had my eye on. I thought that'd be kind of cool to have something like that. But Lauren and I both look at everything, and at the end of it, I'm still thinking, this is no, there's there's really nothing here like I was expecting to be here. Certainly nothing like an old miner's lantern or anything like that. So. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll bet on, or bid on, um, maybe I'll bid on the, uh, the old, the carving set or that wall-mounted barometer thermometer thing, you know. So, 
we go back and this whole time we've been out in the sun okay at this point we're starting to get hot as hell okay i'm starting to get actual like sunburn and shit i'm looking at lauren i'm thinking jesus christ we're you know we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be blistered out here and i'm thinking we gotta you know we can't do this so i want to see how this auction is going to be conducted because you know we need to get the hell out of here if this is going to be you know not not what I'm, i was looking for and there were already quite a few people who were leaving and there wasn't a giant crowd by the way there was only maybe 50 to 100 people so anyway we go up and we sit in the bleachers and the auction starts so i'm waiting to see how this is going to flow and how fast they're going to get around to this or that so the auction goes on for like i don't know maybe like 10 minutes and um and then lauren uh oh okay let me tell you so okay so yeah so the auction goes on for 10 minutes and and i'm telling you we're just sitting there roasting okay we're just cooking and nothing but this blatant sun burning down and i said to lauren i said you know i think we need to just get the hell out of here you know and uh she goes hey uh look on that table down there where they have Bonnie's stuff from her house. I said, yeah. And she goes, there's a, it looks like there's a lantern down there. I said, what? And she goes, yeah, there's a, there's a lantern down there. I said, well, we, we looked, you know, in depth all over that table. And she goes, it just kind of looks that way to me. So I was like, well, I'm going to go check this out because even during the auction, you could still walk down into the arena and look at the items. So, I I'm not I'm thinking like is she seeing a mirage or something? So I walked down to the arena and I went inside and I stumbled up to that table of all this stuff that came from Bonnie's personal collection, and holy shit! Here it is, here it is, folks. Here is this rusty, banged-up, old miner's lantern. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. It looks exactly like what I had imagined this whole time. It just appeared! It just appeared! Let me remind you, the auction had already started, okay? This thing appeared. And... I couldn't believe, I mean, I could not believe, there was nothing else like this, okay? So I go back up the uh, bleachers there, and sat down next to Lauren, I said, yeah, you're right, holy crap, there's a lantern, that's, that's, that's it, you know, like, that's, that is the lantern that I came here to get. And so I was, I was just minutes away from, from leaving this auction and be like, well, you know, I'll, I'll go look at what they have online. Maybe they'll have something online. Now I'm like, no, that's, that, I can't believe what has just happened. That out of nowhere, that's like nobody even bats an eye. It's almost like I crossed onto the other, the other side of the Mobius strip and, and, and now, you know, this thing just appeared. Like I, I literally manifested this lantern. So I was like, I want to get that damn lantern. You know, that's that's that that lantern and I have a connection. For some reason, I'm supposed to have that lantern. So now I realize I'm committed to this auction. 
which goes dragging on for hours. Okay. Now, we are baking in the sun. Now, they were giving us water, thank God, because they at least cared enough about us to keep us alive until they could get our cash and credit cards and all that. Out back, they had a food truck and a tent where they would sell you at least an ice-cold can of, of water. Now, remember, my friends, this is this is Nevada, okay? We're in the desert. It's 100 degrees round about noontime you know like this is this is i'm, I'm not even like I'm, I'm not being overly sensitive so i know like shit we're i can feel us getting burned so anyway we go out to the tent where they have the cold drinks for a buck and i'm just like yeah please give give, give me a I don't want to get into a Pepsi or Coke war here because they they had Pepsi, but I did a blind taste test one time and I actually picked Coke. But if you think you prefer Pepsi over Coke or Coke over Pepsi, do a blind taste test. But I ended up with a Pepsi and I was so happy to have that Pepsi. So I'm drinking this Pepsi like it's keeping me alive, you know. And Lauren says to me, because they, you know, they tell you you have, you know, you have to wait until that item comes up to bid on it, and then you got to wait till the end of the auction to pay, to pay. So it's not like you can bid on the thing, and then go and and walk out the. No, you got to stay for the whole damn auction before you can get the item that you've won if you win it. So here we are with our our sodas. I think she had a squirt. And Lauren goes, you know what? There's shade under the bleachers there. There's like a, a little sliver of shade. I say, ah, oh, yes. Yes, let's go for that sliver of shade. So Lauren and I, we go, you know, staggering over under the bleachers. And here we are standing. Ah, oh, it's like you can instantly feel the sun sort of shut off your skin, you know, as you're standing there. And that cold shade for a moment. I wouldn't call it cold, but you know what I'm saying. Ah, so we're having a moment of like relaxation. And I'm thinking maybe we found the spot where we just need to stand the rest of this whole day. We're sipping our cold cans. and Then all of a sudden, I heard this noise above us. And here's exactly what it sounded like. I'm going to try to reproduce this for you. I hear and I look up and there is this old man standing above us and I swear to you I think he is about to shit on my head okay now there, okay, now, I, look, <clears throat> I know, I know I'm not getting any younger. So, look, no offense if you're a senior citizen, but let's, let's get real here, okay? Anybody can, can just take a spontaneous shit at any point in time. There's some video, I guess, Lauren and I were watching recently about a kid 
who's in the grocery store, I believe, and he just takes a shit and just shakes his trousers and the turd falls out and he just keeps lollygagging along like nothing ever happened. So you don't have to be an old person to to like actually shit your pants in the middle of a public scenario. But that said, when you look up and there's an old man over top of you and <laughs> and he literally looks like he is about to shit on your head. You take that seriously, okay? So I looked at Lauren and she looked at me and there was this sort of ancient survival instinct that flashed between our eyes. We didn't even say a word to each other. It was a kind of fight or flight reaction that kicked in. And we just scrambled away as soon as possible. Because I, this dude was, I don't, I, as soon as I got away, I actually, at least I was wearing a cap. So I, I bowed to Lauren. I said, is there anything on my cap? Because I wasn't sure if this guy shit on my head or not. Okay. And, and he's still up there. And Lauren says, no, I don't, I don't see anything on you. So now we're back in the fucking sun again. This is when it, it it begins to dawn on me that God is testing me. That God will not allow me this moment and this shade with this, you know, he wants me to suffer in the scorching sun and the blazing rays of this nuclear explosion in the sky coming down in the Nevada desert. He wants me to suffer to show that I am worthy of attaining this thing. And and this is when it starts to kick in with me. Okay, this is now becoming more than just I've shown up for an auction. Now this is becoming like something, you know, Joseph Campbell journey of a thousand or hero of a thousand faces, you know, like I this is becoming some kind of an epoch some type of a situation where you know I'm I'm here to to be tested because there is something so powerful about this lantern. I can almost imagine hearing you know the 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 wise shaman saying, "In order to attain the sacred lantern, you must journey across the rugged desert of the Red Rock Canyon, where the Sea of Tarantulas roam." Tolerate the blaze of the scorching noon sun. Allow the old wise man to bless you and shit upon your head. Fight and take victory as the highest bidder. Then and only then will a mystical lantern be yours. And now I'm looking at this situation and I said to Lauren, okay, you know what? This is not defeating me. I'm taking that lantern. That fucking lantern is mine. I am going, I am 110% committed to getting this lantern. So after hours of the, of the hot sun and all, you know, 
now I am, I'm like pumped. And so finally, wouldn't you know it, one of the last things they put up for auction was this lantern, this miraculous lantern that just manifest that just appeared that just materialized out of nowhere this would be one of the last things they put up for auction so we're back up there in the bleachers and they move to the lantern and lauren looks at me and i look at her and it's like this is it this is the moment and i told i basically told lauren i said listen i don't care what i have to do to get this lantern i'll mortgage the house the car i'll turn tricks on the strip i am taking that lantern home and i don't know if you've ever been in a live auction scenario but i will tell you this i think you can understand this it's actually a very powerful moment when you stand up in the middle of a live auction and you look down because I was on the you know the top of the bleachers. You look down upon all the other people who are about to bid, and you go, <laughs> "You assholes have no idea, do you? What is about to happen to you? I am going to demolish you in this auction. You should just leave. You should go home right now." I am willing to stake everything I have on that. They had no idea. That's a very liberating feeling. It's a very powerful, powerful feeling. So anyway, the auction starts on this thing. The bidding war ensues. And here's what I can tell you. Guess what has two thumbs and a rusty old lantern? Yeah, this guy. Yeah, this guy. I demolish everybody. I win the auction on this mystical haunted lantern that has, and I knew it was haunted. The whole place is haunted. Something I knew something weird and wacky and wonderful was happening this whole time. So... I win the auction for this old lantern. I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for it. So, like I said, that's not the end of the day. I wish, you know, you know, like I could just win it and then be like, okay, you know, here's my money and get in the car. And But no, no, we have to wait. We have to wait until the auction's over. And then stand in line and they're having computer problems and it takes and it was just agonizing it was agonizing and i'm looking at lauren this whole time and she's looking at me and we're both thinking my god we have we have paid the price you know we 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 have overcome <laughs> we have earned this damn thing and so finally finally after we stand in line forever and hours of when I finally had that lantern in my hands, I hold this old crooked, I'm, I'm telling you, this thing, again, it's all rusty, and it's, it's. I mean, this is old as hell. There's no telling how this, it's got, it's, it's, it's so crunched in, it literally looks like that it was dropped down a mine shaft or something like, there's something about, I pick this lantern up, 
I'm looking at the lantern. The lantern's looking at me. And the lantern says, I have crossed oceans of time to be with you. And I'm telling you, we had this connection, right? You know, like me and the lantern. So, we get in the car. And so, we both realized we just accomplished something. And I said, what can you believe the you know what just happened over the past four hours and lauren's like i know i don't know what just happened over the past four hours i'm just glad we don't have shit on us so we were riding out of this beautiful place this beautiful place knowing that after all that our day was actually just beginning just beginning because then I was going to go on and meet up with the greatest classical guitarist in the world and have a whole other experience. But, you know what? Two things. Number one, that lantern, yes, it's haunted. Yes, it's mystical. Yes, there's a spirit attached to it but it is lucky as hell. It's almost like Aladdin's magic lamp, this thing is. And I, I, I just, I've had this thing now for literally less than 24 hours, and, and you see how I'm talking about it. So I have big plans for this thing, and I will tell you more as time goes on about what those plans are. That's number one. Number two is, that's not the only thing I bought yesterday. Because once I won that lantern, I was like, well, hell, I've already bought one thing. Why stop now? So there was another object that came up for auction that I also won. Because at that point, I was just a a raging, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I guess a raging, uh, a, a, ra- <laughs> a raging auctionaholic or whatever. <laughs> and and it's a really really cool item, also. Not nearly like I mean I, I'm not gonna even I'm not even gonna tell you what it is. Maybe someday I will. But this is something for now. I'm just gonna keep more private because I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from the majesty of the lantern. And, yeah, the other thing I got, it's got its own story. I swear I'll tell you this story someday. But if I told you that story on top of this story, it would just be too much. It would be too much. So, here I am with this haunted, spiritual, mystical, manifest, materialized lantern that is sitting right now. I'm looking at the thing right now, okay? I'm looking at it. We have this connection. I don't know if you can feel this. Maybe it's coming through the podcast. I don't know. So I'm looking at this thing right now. And um, like I say, I have big plans. And on my way, as we were driving, Lauren was actually doing the driving. She's a much better driver than I am. I know that uh, men usually say that they drive better than uh, their wives. But no, I'm telling you, Lauren... 
I can't even parallel park, okay? She can parallel park a damn 18-wheeler. I don't know how she does it. So we're almost out of Bonnie Springs. We're going down the winding road, and we say, you know what? Let's pull over and get a picture. A picture with me holding this lantern that we worked so hard for, standing in front of those striking cliffs that looked like something out of an old John Ford Western movie from the 1950s. The kinds of mountains that look like they've been cut and pasted against the background. So we pulled over, and right before we, you know, before we left, when we were still on the Bonnie Springs property, which may very soon be completely off-limits now that they're going to come in and develop all that, I posed with this lantern. This is what they call the MacGuffin of this podcast. The whole point, the crux of the whole story. I posed, and Lauren took this awesome picture of me holding this lantern. And I don't say awesome because I'm in it. You know why I'm saying it's awesome. So I know you want to see this picture, don't you? I know you want to see it. But let me tell you something. I am not going to post this on Twitter. I am not going to post this on Facebook. I'm going to post this one place and one place only in the whole wide world. If you want to see the picture of me with this old lantern that's got... You got to go to joshuapwarren.com, okay? There's no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com. I think if you look at the picture of this, some something good's going to happen to you. I think there's a positive... It's haunted, but it's a positive spirit. I think, because, you know, this guy, is, he's a prospector. He's looking for gold and silver. And if you look at this picture, I think something good's going to happen to you. Go to joshuapwarren.com and click the link to the curiosity shop you'll see a menu right there at the top if you click the link to the curiosity shop you will find this picture somewhere on that page and uh, I also want to remind you that this coming Friday May 3rd 2019 I'm going to be on coast to coast AM and I have so much to talk about I don't even know exactly what direction we're gonna go it's just gonna be nuts but when I go on Coast to Coast AM, my curiosity shop sells out. Coast to Coast AM is on over 600 radio stations, and it's just like you go on there and boom, everything's gone. I'm out of stock. I sell out. So if you want something for my curiosity shop, you better get it right now. And I still have some miraculous prayer boards, by the way, left from batch number two. So while you're there, at joshuapwarren.com and you go to the curiosity shop to look at this picture of me with this amazing lantern you should also realize this is a good opportunity for you to get anything on that page that looks interesting to you before it's sold out because it will be I guarantee you so look I told you at the beginning of this that I wasn't going to exaggerate. I swear to you, the story is true. And April is not over yet. This is just another part of the legend of April. April of 2019 will go down in the history books for me. And so I don't even know what's going to happen 
over the next couple days here. But at least this one, yeah, there was some suffering involved, but there was a big payoff. So that's all I want to tell you about today. The, The legend of the amazing lantern. I guess we can call it that. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find a link to this podcast. It's always short, always free, commercial-free, independent, uncensored. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. If you click the link to that, you'll see it's, it's a red box there on the homepage. You'll see you can subscribe through various means, or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when new ones are available. So, that is it for today. I cannot wait to hear about your experiences after you look at this picture. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>